You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 342, for the week of Wednesday, the 23rd of January, 2019. This episode is brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and actionfigureblues.com. I'm Ben. And I'm Scott. Tonight, our Toy of the Week and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Mezco 112 Collective Popeye action figure. Well, good evening, Scotty Too Hotty. Are you coping with the heat wave? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, we – at least I'm still here. I think Adam melted. <laughs> I think today. he did. Yeah. <laughs> or so. at least the, the telegraph lines or whatever the uh, the modern term for, you know, yeah. uh, transmission towers have just yeah. melted into puddles on the ground. I did get a um, text message from our electricity provider today saying – Extreme weather may lead to power outages in your area this afternoon, tonight, and tomorrow. So, fingers crossed that yeah. we make it through here, that the grid doesn't overload, expire. Yes. And, you know, it's it's interesting. I, uh, like yourself, we know plenty of people over the, uh, over the ocean, uh, particularly in the United States. And... Um, part of that sort of backwards and forwards, and and you know it's so easy now with with Facebook Messenger and stuff to you know just chat about various things. And uh, when I'm talking to a particular fellow, I know um, he's not particularly good with the metric system. So whenever I say, "Oh gosh, it was hot today," um, you know it was 38 degrees Celsius. Before I sort of type that, I'll just go mm-hmm. to Google and I'll type 38C2, and then it automatically comes up as Fahrenheit. Oh wow! And okay. So it like is in it automatically predicts you know what what you're going to do. It's like you're going to yeah. want to convert this to Fahrenheit, but because temperatures in Australia have actually been hitting 46 degrees Celsius, I go 46 C two, and it actually goes. Oh, so you want to convert this to inches because you're about to type oh. 46 centimeters. It's like no no one's ever typed this before, so we're just <laughs> presuming. It. So. Um, Poor old Adam, he, I think they got to 46.7 degrees Celsius, which in Fahrenheit is 116. So I believe it's, so. Uh, it's pretty, pretty extraordinary stuff. It's so, crazy pants. And you know, yes. it's meant to be hotter here tomorrow. And my, my eldest, who um, has now become a legal adult, is doing her test for her driver's license tomorrow. Good uh, grief. Yes. Yeah, so in Australia, for our international listeners, you get what that you is called your learner's license around 16, depending on the states. And then depending on the state, you have X number of years on your learner's license. And then when you turn 18, you can go for your provisional license, which means that you can drive unattended. So while you have your learner's license, you have to drive with a licensed driver. So, yes. So see if she gets her, provisional license tomorrow that means that she can drive on her own um, with with that's impossible that's imp- nine-year-olds can't drive i know i'm like don't, well look i at the graduation i said like you know what's happening she's only five what's going on and they just kept going so um yes uh, so, so for so because we we bought uh a car for her, which she contributed to, which is she's been practicing in, and yeah, so she's got like you know plans tomorrow. 
as long as she gets her license and and then is like, oh, what if I don't get it? I'm like, well, you have to do it again. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, big day tomorrow here. And just it all <laughs> goes, you know, they, they say like it goes so fast. And on one level, it really doesn't. Like there's a lot of um, <laughs> Great a, a lot of crying in the lead up to this. But then on another <laughs> level, it does really, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's so quick. Um, yeah. yeah, all happening, yeah. getting rich. She had her first uh like orientation thing for university yesterday, right? Um, to check out you know her course, op- like her the subject options in her course and whatever. So it's just all 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 this mm-hmm. sudden adulting, all happening, all craziness, happening. craziness. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all so right. we we went out for a quick bite to eat tonight because it was so hot and we were already running late. And so she drove and. Got great practice because everyone else on the road tonight was an idiot. So, <laughs> yeah, that's great practice for your test. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we uh, had a vehicle go past us the other day going somewhere, and uh, one of my tadpoles said, Oh, what does the P mean? And, you know, it's the provisional you just described. And I said, Oh, that means they're professionals. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Mrs. Shake is like, No, it doesn't. It's like, Yes, it does. You ignore mum. It's professionals. They're the best drivers on the road because, uh, you know, they're, they're certainly so much better drivers than I am because I accelerate up to the speed limit and put my cruise control on, and the P platers come zooming past me because, you know, they're, they're just so much better drivers than I am given they've got, uh, you know, six months or experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, my standard response with my American visitor friends when they see the yellow L plate is yeah. like, what are these L's? And I'm like, well, you know, like this is not America and we haven't actually completely eradicated leprosy yet. <laughs> and so in order to kind of keep people safe uh, and normally they're like, what? And I'm like, no, it's a joke. But I have had one, <laughs> one person who was kind of one of those dear people who probably wouldn't, was better suited to never travel. Um, and <laughs> who was totally like, <gasps> and then she was like, and the P and I was like, mm, polio. It's bad. Oh, it's, that's, and that's I really, mean. I know. I really had to say, you know, I'm joking. Don't you? And she was like, Oh no. This is the same person who this my my uh, sibling um, brought this person to Australia many years ago, and uh, the same person had we went to uh, Chinatown in Sydney on a on a market night, and granted it was very crowded, and you know there were people kind of lots of jostling and people grabbing you and saying, oh, you're very tense. You need a massage, you know, and trying to drag you into <laughs> tents and et cetera. Um, but she just had a complete and total meltdown. We got into a restaurant and she was like, I don't like it here. It's too dirty. It's too Asian. It's <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, I said to, yes, I said to my sibling, please assure me that you will never travel with this person to an actual foreign country. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it though? The things that you, I mean, my, my parents were not natural globe trotters. They certainly would not have yeah. traveled outside of the U S if, if they hadn't had, a reason to, and I, mean, I don't think that this is an, an American thing. This is a just a, some people who are, you know, that they spent so long in their own environment, whatever it is, that 
the notion that, you know, things would be different is just so confronting. And just things like my dad, even now, he has been here for a little while, but just things like different brands of orange juice and things are kind of yeah. traumatic for him. <laughs> like he's like, I don't recognize any of the brands, and I'm like, it's orange juice, probably yeah. made with Californian oranges. <laughs> You're fine. But the L plate that you mentioned earlier uh, has actually just become part of the Australian way. We have a a cafe near uh, my work, and that's where I get my cafe uh, my coffee in the morning. And uh, they had a, a young girl working behind the, the coffee machine that I'd never seen before, and she actually had an L plate hanging around her neck, and it was a big joke. Oh, Everyone bless. thought it was hilarious, yeah. and <laughs> she was happily in on the joke. And, and it wasn't just yeah, like yeah. a little thing; it was one of these big L plates with a bit of string around oh, her my. neck. And she, you know, please bear with me. You know, I'm learning, etc. It's mm. uh, it, it's just yeah, it's part of uh, yeah who we are. It makes a yeah. heck of a lot of sense because you know, having grown <laughs> up, you know, you've got your I got, a, I think, like a permit at 15 and full license at 16. It's very young to be able to travel independently. And yeah, yeah. without, you, you know, you have to pass a test, but you don't have to have, I don't, and this is a long time ago, I don't know what the rules are in the States now, but, you know, no kind of minimum amount of driving experience. Whereas my eldest who's going tomorrow, she has to, has a logbook that has to demonstrate 120 hours of practice driving. And it it has to be, you know, and they've actually introduced an app now that's got like GPS tracking and that sort of thing in it, um, which will be convenient when my youngest gets her L's in May. (laughs) My goodness. What is going on? on? So children have been acquiring cars, but have you been acquiring uh, any pop culture goods of interest? Have I... Yes. So I look this is a friends reference. How are you with your friends references? Friends references. Yeah. So if I like do you know there was an episode where cuz Monica was you know, noted for being super organized and fastidious and body blah, blah, blah. And then there was an yes. episode where Chandler discovered her junk closet. Oh, that's right, Annabelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my study slash home office slash podcasting room has become a bit of a mini Monica's closet <laughs> um, with, because I have acquired things you know over the last couple of months. And, uh, and then because it's th- the spare room, when things have been ejected from other rooms, they've ended up in here. Ah, and, yeah, yeah. Like, you know how when kids are little – they, if there's something on their plate that they don't want to eat or there's a bone <laughs> or something, then they can't have it on their plate. They have to put it on yours. Yeah. It turns out teenagers do that with furniture, right? right. So it's like I've decided that I don't want these bookshelves anymore. And you're like, amazing. Well, we can – like, oh, they're in the hallway. Great. How did that happen? <laughs> Maybe we can plan. So, so I have – the day off tomorrow and to take the eldest to the test in the afternoon. And the morning is going to be spent trying to turn this into not Monica's closet. So in the, in Monica's closet, I have uh, the Batwoman premium format statue from which we will have to talk about at some point. I, and it's lovely. I have, I've gotten into you know, like I'm not a huge uh, Funko pop vinyl person just because there's so many like, um, but the 
deluxe DC ones, the like, you know, the Jim Lee ones. And the only reason I got into it is because one of them was Aquaman. But they're pretty cool. So I've got Batman, Joker, Flash, and Aquaman sitting here. And they're like the you know, slightly bigger boxes with a more uh involved base. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I and then I'm just having a look. I have got uh, a couple of a couple of different action figures that aren't necessarily super new, but like new new to me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. oh, I know the other thing I got. Sorry, um, was the Aquaman Diamond Gallery statue, the PVC one. Um, and it, it's that'll have to be reviewed as well because it is lovely. Excellent, excellent. What about you? What have you acquired? Hmm. Since I last gave an update, I managed to pick up the Bandai SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z Margin Boo. That is the uh, one that Eddie, I think, referred to on our uh, 2018 um, retrospective, and he mentioned that the box surprised him at how big it was. And, uh, yes, I concur. It's probably three times the size of a normal uh, figure arts box because he's three times the size of a normal figure arts. Um, he's, uh, He's quite a big character. Um, what else did I get? Uh, oh, I got. I finally sort of got up to date with my Marvel Legends. So I got a shipment from one of the one of the e-tailers that had the Spider Wave, uh, the Apocalypse Wave, finally. Uh, but quite a few of the Marvel Legends uh, exclusives, like Magic, etc., all turned up. So okay. it's there. Nice to finally have so those which, in hand. Which Spider Wave? The Kingpin one. Uh, no, no, that was the the spider one oh with the uh, cloak and dagger, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, wow, yes, yeah. finally catching up. Finally, finally catching, catching up. up. Yes, excellent. And then, yeah. of course, we have both acquired tonight's show of the week, and we were so excited about it that we're just going to make him the show. Yeah. We are indeed. We are indeed. So we might take a quick break. We're going to insert some pretty funky stuff here and uh, see you on the other side. Ah, traveler, welcome to the promenade. Humble Quark at your service. Behold, Star Trek Deep Space Nine action figures. Commander Benjamin Sisko, he helps me run the station. And Security Chief Odo, very strict and sneaky for someone so honest. Here's Lieutenant Dax, and Chief O'Brien, and Major Kira Nerese. I happen to know she's crazy about me. Wonderful, aren't they? Especially this one. So handsome. Pains me to part with it, but if you pay me now, ah, security. What a pleasant surprise. Well, it's time for our discussion topic, and we are going to be taking a look at the Mezco 112 Collective Popeye. Now, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, I seem to say that a lot, uh, you'll know that Scotty has uh, taken the plunge into this line and reviewed a number of items, most of them extremely favourably, and I think if there was any doubt back in the day that a company could bring out a line of six-inch, highly detailed, uh, very accessory laden figures and sell them for three times what a marvel legends uh, would go for i don't think there's any doubt any longer i think this is a this is a pretty firm line now scotty goodness me yeah and uh, one of the things that really appealed to me about this line when it started was coverage of different licenses and i Mm. i have tried to limit myself to 
the DC ones, like the Catwoman figure that I reviewed um, on the last episode, and just from a budget point of view. Uh, But there's some toys that you go, oh, that's cool, and don't really think a lot more about until you start to see it in hand, and then you know, oh my gosh, I actually really really (laughs) have to have have that. And this is definitely one of those. Yeah, absolutely. I can remember back when this was first solicited and, uh, you know, without going into early detail about, you know, the the accuracy of the figure, etc., I was blown away by Mezco's Mm. boldness to just take a shot at a license like Popeye. Um, You know, Popeye's one of those odd characters that's been around forever. Everybody knows him. But, you know, in the scheme of things, has never been particularly toyetic um you know obviously popeye himself is very popular and then of course you get bluto slash brutus and maybe you know olive oil and then from there the characters tend to drop away quite quickly so um you know i don't know i don't know i would like to get some more detail as to why mezco decided to go after um you know popeye and do this figure but for me i'll say it again this just opens up so much opportunity uh i i really hope that this is a uh, a big big seller for mezco and i think um you know you and i were talking during the week that this has already started to sell out everywhere um the e-tailers are, are all showing sold out and you know this is this is that i guess that gateway to characters that that have never really had that opportunity like the shadow doc savage green hornet all of those guys yeah that is, um, it, it, it's really kind of one of those fun things that y- you, you d- don't really think of in terms of this sort of line when they first came out, um, superheroes, a couple of movie things, etc. But when you get down to these other characters that per- maybe th- they don't have a lot of representation in this style of uh figure and so you don't automatically know like what a Popeye Mezco would look like. Yeah. Um yeah. and that that's where I think this is a really unique character choice. And then the choices that they've made around what they've done with it to me are just amazing. And maybe uh a little bit unexpected. Um but really, really, really work. Yeah, and if you had have said to me that, oh, Mezco's doing a Popeye and there's lots of accessories, I would have thought, oh, you know, oh, look, I can think of a couple of things. Uh, but I was really quite blown away at just how loaded uh, this figure is. They, they've done a fantastic justice and there's really not much uh, I could ask for other than what they've included. And obviously we'll get to that uh, get to that shortly. Yes. But um, all right, let's, let's start with the packaging and... <laughs> I, you know, I was laughing when I was opening this. It, it's it's got twelve thousand layers uh, to to get into it. Uh, it's yes, yeah, this is my my um, <sighs> ongoing rant, which I did. I tried to condense <laughs> on last week's show for Catwoman, just because it's the normal thing. But it's so like there is so much packaging. There is, and it's it's awkward packaging too because uh, you get a you get a plastic bag that's around the whole thing. Okay, so you take that out, and then you've got this box that has uh, a plastic sleeve around the cardboard sleeve so the cardboard sleeve is there to sort of protect the inner box and then the cardboard sleeve has its own sleeve and so you take the plastic sleeve off or you can leave it on and slide the contents out and you know there's the window box but then the window box has got a little plastic sleeve 
over the top. And I don't think anyone on earth can lay that plastic sleeve back over the window <laughs> panel and then put it back into the cardboard sleeve. Like it scrunches up inside as you slide it in. And so it just keeps going and going. And then, of course, you open that inner box and you slide the main plastic tray out. And, of course, because there's so many accessories, there's a plastic cover over the plastic tray of which there's two layers because there's so many accessories. And it just it just goes on. And one of the things I think I'm over uh, w- with action figures is these trays where the accessories just lay in in the holes. Um, you know, there's no attempt at sort of, um, you know, we get other figures. Uh, I think Marvel Legends tend to do it quite a bit where the the plastic trays are formed in such a way that they have little kind of clamps that, that hold the accessories in place. Um, and that's just not present with these. And so you've got stuff just laying everywhere. So I was try- trying to put my... Uh, outer shell back on and I had hands popping out and, and falling into the main kind of area where oh where Popeye yeah. lays and I, I yeah. just I was thinking of yeah. you know what was the thing in the uh, the the AFB lexicon about um you know flexing the tray or something and, and yeah. accessories well, go like, everywhere well I call them pre-lost yeah that's right you know, like yeah um so it's interesting you said that because I mean you may you might have had a chance to listen to the show that we just put up, but we talked about the mascot Catwoman and then also about the SH figure arts Harry Potter figures. And the Harry Potter ones are, and I've just, I've got Ron here, I'm just opening up the tray, that's the the noise. That being a smaller scale, those mamas are tiny. Like the yeah. hands are ones that I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to try and, <laughs> I'm going to try not to breathe in while I'm opening these because I'm going to, you know, I could, I could inhale them accidentally. Um, but they actually have a reasonable depth to the, the indentations yeah. and grip that w- they don't jumble all over the place when you shake the, the tray, which is, oh, although they kind of mm, just did that, mm. but the <laughs> nice one. <laughs> <laughs> You know, hats off to them for having a go at trying to do kind of a premium level of packaging. And I do think that, you know, there's a piece of this as well, which is about trying to keep it all together when it's being shipped. Because obviously, if you open it up and the stuff's jumbled all over the place, then that's never, that's not a good place to start. But yeah, I, I do, I'm kind of over it too. So there we go. The, the the indentation depth. That's uh that's one for the lexicon, John. Indentation so depth, yeah. Indentation as, as a measurement depth. of quality. <laughs> well, and grip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and kind of and grip. And, and uh, what, I guess what I find also a bit peculiar is uh, Popeye is not a big fellow. Um, you know, even the reference material shows that he's not particularly tall. So he's uh, he's scaled quite well, and he he's small, but. Uh, Again, it's this enormous packaging. Like Popeye himself has this huge kind of area around him that's not being used. And if if the packaging lent itself to better display, and I don't think the window is particularly good um, because, you know, if you do leave it in the box and, and you know, use the window, um, half the accessories aren't visible. And so I kind of go, well, you've spaced all of this stuff out but then you haven't done it in a way that it's conducive to display. 
So why make the packaging twice the size that it needs to be? So it's, I don't know, it's a bit, it's a bit awkward. But I, again, we, we've talked about DST in the past too, about shelf space. Um, and, and it's about that presence on the shelf in the store too. See, I, because I've got quite a number of these and they're not presently displayed, although I think I'm about to make some room to bring them out, in the same way that some people like collecting the diamond select pieces and having the kind of edge of the the book, as it were, facing out, uh, I at least they kind of stack nicely and they're all a uniform shape and size and that sort of thing. True, true. And the, as I said a couple of times, they haven't been completely consistent about the, like the window box and the, the um, behavior of it, I guess, like the, so the, some, you know, they've kind of moved away a bit from the cover that opens to now one that slides off. So that's Mm, not as good, but um, I'd like, you know, the art on this is the cartoony uh, Popeye. Um, but then, and this is actually the thing that when I saw the figure solicited, that I was a bit like, eh, I don't know if I'm into this because <laughs> the actual sculpt is not your like really your your cartoony Popeye. It's more of like yeah. a what Popeye would look like if he was real. <laughs> I think. Well, yeah, it's almost um, very close to what you. <laughs> what you would expect um, Popeye to look like. And, I mean, Popeye was based on a real person. Um, you know, the, the um, reference material is, is, you know, vague at best, but um, E.C. Uh, Seeger, who, who created Popeye, is yeah. reportedly, um, or reputed, what do you call it? Yeah, re- reportedly based it on a, a real person that he knew. And it was a, uh, yes. if, you Google, if you Google him, it's um, Frank Rocky Fiegel, F-I-E-G-E-L, and there's a, a famous black and white photo of him with a pipe in his mouth, um, and he looks suspiciously like Popeye. So, wow! Uh, I, yeah. I have to say, I did not know this. And he, uh, yeah, he's got the pipe in his mouth and the uh, the hat, and um, yeah, apparently was known for, you know, getting into a bit of a brawl and that sort of thing. So, but yeah, look, it's it's one of those things you you do wonder how it will, uh, I guess. You know, transcend into that that three D. Um, you know, the, what we're looking at here being a high end line of toys. You obviously need to have that level of detail to justify it. You, you can't get away with sort of being too cartoony. Uh, but what do you do? You, you can't take Mickey Mouse and make him more realistic. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's not recognisable. But there's absolutely no doubt about it. Like, you know, this is Popeye from the first instant, and I was just blown away by the portrait um, that, that was already on the figure uh, when I took this out. I just I, I couldn't help but smile. So, you know, it, it is Popeye. He's got the the one eye sort of squinting um, and, and you know, that, that very prominent chin, et cetera. Um, and uh, it does come with a second portrait, which we'll obviously get to. But, but of course, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, 112 figures. I think I've got three or four. Uh, and the first thing that you, you realise once again when you take this out is how heavy they are. Um, I, I haven't yeah. gone so far as to actually weigh them, but you know, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, I'm a, disappointed. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I did think expected. about it at yeah. work today, oh, and I thought I must get home and weigh Popeye. Like you know, it's like I don't think anyone would ever say that again in their life. Um, but 
you know, I didn't get around to it. But but there's definitely a heft to the figure, and I think you know that is because of the metal armature uh, that's inside this figure. Yeah. And so um, I guess that that gives you that 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 comfort that you're kind of getting. Um, what you've paid for, you know, these figures go for around sort of 60 US and up, depending on uh, the level of um, detail and accessories. So, you know, that's that's getting pretty close to triple what a Marvel Legends figure costs. So you, you need to feel that you are getting your money's worth. And I think from the moment you do get him out, um, you, you do get that sort of, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that's certainly how it feels for me. He does have, I was actually sitting there weighing him up against my Marvel Legends Daredevil just to sort of justify it to myself. So, but um, look, he's a, he's a little fella in the scheme of things. Uh, so he comes in at um, just on six inches or um, 15 centimetres. And, yeah, he, he is actually shorter than most uh, Marvel Legends, the smaller Marvel Legends. So that Daredevil from the, uh, the Spider-Man wave that had uh, um, Carnage and whatnot, I was uh, putting them up against each other. And so it's nice that... They do actually, you know, recognise that. So I, I don't know how these figures um, look on the inside, whether, you know, they start with that metal armature, uh, the the skeleton, and, you know, to me this is the sort of thing that they might have reused parts from the uh, Old Man Logan or, or the Wolverine because, you know, he's a bit on the uh, stumpy side as well. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, the, the first impressions are, are great. Like you take this out, he's he's in his sailor outfit. Uh, Popeye has had a number of outfits, um, you know, over the years. Prominently, obviously, the white sailor outfit, um, and of course, the, you know, the darker sailor outfit. So, this is the darker sailor outfit: the black shirt, um, yes. the sort of charcoal pants, and the the red or the maroon crimson. I don't know, whatever colour you want to call it, neckerchief that that hangs down the back. Uh, again, I had to look this up. But uh, apparently the neckerchief, which was common um, uh, particularly for U.S. sailors, uh, was introduced because the shirts that they used to wear were so rough when they were laundered that the collars used to rub the skin off the back of their necks because they were so harsh. So they introduced the neckerchief as a soft uh, soft good that they could t- tuck into the back of the, um, the shirt to protect their necks. So there you oh, go. Oh, interesting. Don't, don't say you thing? don't learn anything on the Action Figure Blues podcast, people. That's right. Um, and the speaking of the white sailor outfit, that version is coming. Oh, the, of course it is. <laughs> yes, as as the as the uh, they've called it the deluxe sailor edition. So oh, good god! It, yes, it is the same the same gear and like same fit out. Uh, are the hands different? No, the hands look kind of the same. Um, the but. Uh, a white base instead of the like we have a a black base with a white anchor on it and this one has a white base with a blank anchor on it and then the white sailor outfit so uh. if you are a Popeye completist uh, <laughs> you know like thankfully I, I, between the two I would choose this one so um I'm not annoyed but uh yeah that's almost mm. sideshowish yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but look, I think, you know, Mezco have been flogging that for a while now. I mean, how many versions of The Punisher have they done? Oh, my goodness. Um, yes, you know, black and white. Them coming out too, yeah. Of course there is. So. <laughs> but, you know, they keep selling out, so it's yeah, it's yeah. no surprise. I actually think the uh, the white Popeye um, seems to have uh, a little bit less because um, well, unless one thing that doesn't look like it's pictured is his duffel coat. Uh, but otherwise, it seems to oh, be. Oh, that's the, true. Oh no, it yeah. says also includes peacoat. 
Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. So, um, you know, I, I, one of the things I've been on the fence about with the Mezgo 112 is I'm, I'm still a little bit iffy about the whole wearing a, a bodysuit. So, you know, that, that, that kind of tight Superman outfit. Um, and uh, admittedly, pretty much every 112 collective figure I own uh, has loose clothing. So, um, you know, the the old man Logan, which I've still got a review on the show, he obviously just comes with pants and shirt kind of thing. Um, and, you know, this is a, a true example of how that is, is just captured uh, brilliantly. It just works so well, those loose pants. Um, and, and, of course, the sailor shirt just looks fantastic on him. And there's, there's so many little details um, being – I don't know what the the term is, you know, for Popeye in the cartoons where he's, you know, exaggerated. He's always got the shorter legs. Um, You know, he's got the oversized feet, obviously the the famous forearms and and whatnot. Uh, And and that's actually reflected really, really well. So he's got these really large, um, almost clown shoes on uh, and, and you don't actually stop and go, gosh, those big shoes look odd. Um, because they would on anyone else, but it's Popeye. So you just kind of go, God, yeah, yeah, that looks cool. And it works because he looks short and, you know, his fists come down, uh, the way his arms hang by his side, they come down much further than his groin, um, like a, a normal anatomically correct male would be, uh, but it works. And I think, you know, even in the sculpt, the way they've done the forearms, uh, they've actually managed to capture that, that cartoony feel but without it looking silly, like it, it, it just it's yeah. it's pleasing to the eye it the really way they've done like it. When I when I opened it and took the figure out, I was like, this proportionally is just perfect. It is yep. in terms of the the choices that they've made with this, it really really works. And yeah, uh, and to be you're thinking about the deluxe version, etc. I mean, obviously, this is all. This is a lot of this is um, bespoke sculpting, like molds that are not going to be used for another character. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. so get the most out of it. And I think this is a hugely popular popular figure. It's already sold out in a lot of places and going up in price. And yeah, um, yeah. so good on them. Um, yeah. And and who who would think? It's just sort of uh, if you told me at the big at even at the end of last year. You're gonna get and love a Popeye action figure. I'd be like, yeah, I don't. No, I don't think so. Crazy fool, <laughs> really. And now I'm like, when's Bluto coming? <laughs> well, that's what I was asking too. It's like that seems Where's like the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gladly repay you Thursday. That's right. Um, yes, I, you know it's funny because growing up in the U.S. in the your kind of afternoon um, television, you know, the after school television on your free to air channels, which is all we had was all the rerun stuff, etc. Yeah. And there there's some of the old black and white stuff that as a kid of the seventies, you're kind of like, oh, I don't really want to watch that, you know, Mr. Ed or <laughs> um, whatever. Uh, but little rascals when I was quite young, that was hilarious. And then Popeye, even the black and white cartoons were, that kind of thing that you'd watch, yeah. you know, like the, I mean, he, the, you know, the, early, the same joke was, over and over again. Oh, uh, there's only one storyline, I'm sure. Like the, <laughs> you know, but but just that because he's just such a, you know, sort of endearing, uh, affable, 
never resilient sort of character. I think it's kind yeah. of much like, you know, you know, and, and that's what kids love is that repetition um, of, yeah. you know, what's going to happen. He's going to eat spinach. He's going to club the bag <laughs> guys. It's going to be amazing. Great. That's right. Um, that's right. But yeah, the, the, you know, what, what, um, what, what they've done here. Now, now I wanted to ask a question because we talked before about, we've got two uh, different heads. Are, are the sculpts actually different, or is it just that one has a hole for a pipe and one doesn't? No, what I I sat there looking at them, trying to work out what was different. And this, at first, I was really annoyed because I thought they were so close to each other that it's like really that's the best you could do. Uh, so pose, uh, so portrait number one, straight out of the box, is your traditional Popeye. Um, he's got the uh, the fairly sort of stern and stoic face. Uh, the left eye is open, the right eye is closed in that sort of squint. Um, you know, he basically has that that really prominent chin and, and therefore sort of the, the dimple, um, you know, on, on each side, etc. And so then I was looking at the second portrait going, well, I can't quite work out what's different and what actually is different uh, between them is the second portrait, he's, he's slightly angrier, I guess you could say. And so instead of having a closed mouth, He's actually, you can see out the side of his mouth where the pipe goes, um, you can actually see some teeth. So his mouth is slightly open on one side. And I thought, well, so that's the only difference. One of them is the mouth slightly open on one side and then the other one, his mouth's closed and that's it. But on the one where his mouth is kind of open and you can see the teeth, they've then collapsed the other side of his face just that little bit more to compensate for the fact that the mouth is open. So, you know, it's actually really quite subtle in, in looking at it, mm. but they have actually exaggerated it. Now, that leads me to a little bit of a bugbear, and that is that um, the fact that that second portrait shows the teeth, I think, like, the whole point and the look, uh, you know, if, if anyone sort of grew up in the, in the 70s, um, everybody had that one relative who had no teeth um, and therefore had false <laughs> teeth and was used to not wearing their false teeth unless they were eating a meal. Uh, and when you don't wear false teeth, you get this look. And if you have a look at that, that classic reference photo uh, of that fellow, that Fiegel fellow who was the influence for Popeye, uh, apparently he had no teeth. And so he would regularly get around without his false teeth in, and and that that's what gives him that really sort of compressed look um, around, you know, the mouth and, and causing the prominent chin to stick out. So, you know, you do have to wonder whether, well, it's like the fact that, you know, Popeye shouldn't technically probably have any teeth, so we shouldn't actually see them. But, look, you know, I'm sure someone can quote, you know, at least 15 different cartoons where you see his teeth and prove oh, me you wrong. Could, I mean, you've got to have a uh, few teeth to be able to choose eat spinach. Right? <laughs> well, you know, unless, well, you know, maybe that's why he eats spinach, because it's all wet and squishy. So. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? So look, there, there is a slight difference between the portraits, but uh, look as it's to which very one. Subtle. And yeah, it is. They both it they is. both can take a pipe. Yeah. Which so at first I was like, wait, is this just <laughs> is this the only difference? What? Like <laughs> yeah. And at first you go, there's no way to put the pipe. This is ridiculous. And then you find the tiniest hole you can ever imagine on the side of his mouth, and then you realize, oh. That's because the pipes are the tiniest accessory that I've ever seen for an <laughs> yes. action figure. And and I don't know about you, but when this was first solicited, it said that he came with um, six pipes. And I thought, six pipes? How many different, you know, 
how many different things can he be doing um, you know with a with a corn cob pipe uh, and that's because there's actually three that are kind of unlit and then there's three that have something coming out of them and yeah. uh, and I, I think you get so many extras because they are so delicate and there's yes. probably a very good chance you'll snap those stems uh, when you uh, when you try to drop one and not be able to find it in your brown That's carpet it. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, it is. It's so fun, and I think that the pipe actually makes it like the just in terms of the overall. Yeah. Feel it's a, um, yeah, really clever, and the the soft goods are brilliant. Yeah, um, absolutely. The uh, you know one going back to what you said before about the skin tight outfits i haven't had one yet where i felt like it didn't work like i've still got black adam mm, cool. sitting here yeah uh, who uh, i recorded a review for at one stage and then it never happened um the <laughs> poor, poor poor guy um the <laughs> that's another story the the mishaps with the internet we'll call that the um <laughs> but you know like it just and and catwoman last week as well the this to me is what I love about this line is that I love the whole, I love the soft goods. I love this. I, and I think that they work really well at this scale in a way that they don't work for me in the bigger, the bigger scale at the bigger scale, your movie hot toys where they are giving you something that actually is a representation of a 3D thing. Star Wars uh, movie character, a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe character, those those work because those outfits have been constructed, worn in real life, etc. And so yeah. the dimensions yeah. are the same in a way that something that's really just been drawn, uh, just for me, they don't necessarily translate as well. I do think that sideshow who have persisted with their one six scale figures the latest batman that has come out looks a darn sight of an improvement from yes yeah you know previous but still i'm kind of done with that sort of stuff because i still yeah. like, eh, yeah. <laughs> whereas at this scale i just i feel like uh it works it doesn't feel like a doll which is extremely important because we're boys you know that's right um, yeah the, and <laughs> absolutely absolutely yes <laughs> Yes. So, yeah, look, I, I think the sculpting is fantastic. There's some really interesting things happening. Uh, the, the wrist pegs are, are quite uh, fascinating because they've they've used such a big ball joint uh, here that it's really closed up the gap between his forearm and the hand that you choose to uh, to, to put on, um, which is actually really important because, you know, those forearms in the cartoons look like, you know, <laughs> these giant hams. Uh, and yeah. so the engineering in that with that giant ball joint actually works really, really well. Um, I mean, you know, the softwoods are fantastic, but even the uh, the detailing on the skin tones, um, you know, we've got this this flesh-coloured plastic uh, that is, you know, in no way, um, you know, shiny or even satin. Um, you know, it's, it's quite um, muted. And then they've gone and weathered it beautifully. So, you know, he's got these... Um, forearms that have, uh, you know, skin texture. You can see all the little red pock marks and they've continued that on his head as well and there's a, a nice wash. Um, you know, there's 
some subtle work on the chin to give the appearance of, of stubble. And stubble, I don't think, yep. yeah, he doesn't really have stubble in the cartoon. So it's nice that they haven't done that. Um, the work on the eyes, et cetera. But, you know, the wash that brings out the, the creases in his face uh, is fantastic. It's, it's really quite well done. And then of course, you know, that, that bald head, um, you know, we've got the little mm-hmm. pock marks and stuff like that going on as well. And so uh, I really, I, I can't fault it. He's got the really long exaggerated neck. Um, straight out of you know the cartoons and and it's yeah it's it really yeah. is spot on it's it's really well done and then so. on that bald head we can pop not uh one or two but three different <laughs> hats uh, and, have, and yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was getting ready for the episode and i thought you know they're, they're hats i i don't I, I don't know how to you know, there's there's the one that does this, and there's the the other hat. So I have to confess, I, I actually went and researched them to find out what they were called. What they're called? Okay, excellent. <laughs> I was there, there. You go. So so I didn't know this. Uh, you Hit know, us with the knowledge. Six hours ago. So yeah, look. So Popeye has obviously had a, a few different looks uh, depending on the time. You know, I mean, he's had cartoons as early as um, you know the 30s. You know, right mm-hmm. up to um, well, I think there was one in 2000. And, 2010 or something they did an anime as uh, like a cgi one so um we we've seen him in a few different outfits over the years uh and the, the one that i actually think works best here is the one that they refer to as a captain's hat and uh, okay. the captain's hat is also the one that you would probably be familiar with um the skipper wearing from gilligan's island so it's got the uh, you know the the squishy top bit, but then it's got the little brim that sticks out over um, the forehead, etc. And it's got a magnet in it. Oh. and there's that- obviously a magnet in his head, or there's a metal <laughs> something in his head because you know it clicks and it sticks. That is so mm. cool. Mm. I love the fact that they went to the trouble of making these and i love the magnets i'm super appreciative of them yes yes and what i like about this hat in particular and i think to me this this hat works with this outfit uh and and obviously we'll we'll get to that in a second with the other one but the good thing about the magnet is it actually allows you to reposition the hat without it falling off so you can plop it on his head and have it straight or you can sort of you know stick it uh you know push it slightly askew so that it's um down towards one ear you can move it forward so it's a bit closer over the eyebrows stick it back so it sits up high on the head and like it's 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 fun like you you know this is uh, is my display hat of choice um nicely weathered again i uh, got some some nice sort of washers on that white just to sort of make it look a bit on the dirty side so so that's hat number one uh, <laughs> moving on so, again that's the captain's hat is that what you said <laughs> that's the captain's hat yes indeed. Captain's hat. Yes, excellent indeed. okay uh so the next hat is the white one Mm-hmm. And uh, it is par- apparently called a Dixie cup. So there oh you are. I-, I feel bad for not knowing these things, but um, now I do. What? So you can forgive me. Cup. It's a Dixie cup. That's and like what I would have just called a sailor's hat. Like yes, a- yes. And it is it is a sailor's hat, but it is to differentiate it, it is a Dixie cup. What you will notice about the Dixie cup is the um, the the brim uh, around the sides obviously sticks up. But if you pull that brim down, uh, you basically end up with the hat that Gilligan was wearing. Yes. Yep. So that's where that one comes from. 
Um, this one's actually, uh, I notice, is uh, a lot more form-fitting. So uh, it does actually include a magnet as well. But when you actually move it around on his head, you can see that there's a, a definite kind of you know, fit uh, in that it sits better some ways than it does others. Um, you know, and it's uh, this is the one that I would probably expect him to wear with his white uh, outfit. So coming up, yeah. but uh, again, uh, lots of nice little details. See the stitches. You can see the wash and all that sort of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, and oh, I guess I can get it to sit to the side as well. So that's quite neat. Yeah, very good. And then of course, last one is just his traditional sort of wool beanie. The uh, the black wool beanie. Yeah, love it. And, I mean, uh, the captain's hat is the um, hat of display choice for me, but I love all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I find the beanie doesn't quite sit as well. You've got to really sort of push it down to, to get it no. to do its thing. I don't think the beanie um, is kind of goes really with this outfit, like an iconic sense. Well, maybe it's the sailor's hat. I don't know. I think what, sorry, what did you call it? The, the Dixie Cup. The Dixie Cup. Yeah, I think the beanie goes well with um, when you put on his pea coat. And if you know, if oh, you were, of course, of course. If you were to stuff everything into that that sort of um, uh, what do you call the bag that he comes with the the cargo bag, um, then you know it probably looks like he's going ashore, and so he puts his traditional you know hat away and gets out the beanie to to keep the head warm, etc. Um, so yeah, three three hats on two heads, which is actually uh, kind of cool. So I um I swapped over the heads and that was fairly easy as well. So Excellent. I was quite yes. um quite pleased okay. with that. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I've I have found the part swapping on these is um very straightforward, easier than Hot Toys hands. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> which is hilarious. Yes, that's true. That's true. So, so yeah, and we we get dun, 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 seven different hands. Look at that. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Why like, do you what, like an odd number of hands? Yes. Now, uh, first thing I thought of was, well, well, that kind of I don't know. Can he not do sort of Saturday Night Fever dance moves because he doesn't come with two pointing hands? He only comes with the one. I don't know. So anyway. What do we get? We, he comes out of the box with his punchy hands, as Justin would say, or AK fists for the rest of us. Uh, we we have what a set of relaxed hands, I guess, just kind of chilling. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I assume these hands. these are the grip the grip hands. These are the hands that hold the additional accessories that we will get to in a second. Um, and do you notice the detail in the hands? He even has dirty fingernails. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, hold on. Okay, because I've got the fists on. I haven't really looked in. Oh, my gosh, you're right. That is crazy. He's got dirty fingernails. Once again, beautifully Goodness weathered me. hands. We're keeping yeah, John that. Would, um, John would be pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we haven't got any fraying, so uh, obviously John will have to get his and, and go and sort of roll it in the dirt a few times. But I guess, you know, look, he, he is a sailor and, and he does have to have a, a, a level of um, presentation. I don't think he – he's the Coast Guard. That's right. He, I think they mentioned at one stage that Popeye, despite being in the Navy at one time, is actually a member of the Coast Guard. So – so, and then we get our really awkward one and only right hand, which is uh, finger pointing. So, he's obviously pointing out that you're about to receive a can of whoop ass. Um, <laughs> actually, he's, 
these hands are beautifully detailed. Like the, really the vein, you know, you can almost see like the veins. They they continue that weathering to show the sort of the pockmarked skin, etc. You know, he's got fingernails. It's it's beautiful, beautiful detailing in that. So, Mister Scotty, we have hands that can hold stuff. So, what can we hold? Well, we have a couple of different accessory options. First of all, there is the iconic spinach, which you know Popeye is known for in uh, rel- relative spinach propaganda. Um, <laughs> and we have two options for that. We have the unopened can of spinach and then the crunched and opened and kind of flowing out can of spinach, which is actually pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, again, if you told me a little while ago that I would have a toy that had spinach accessories and like what <laughs> but um the opened can in particular is super fun i mean I, I i think this is probably the power of digital sculpting at work um as well the, yeah. the, the detail here on the uh the the crunched can is just like fun and they've done a really great job of the paintwork as well <laughs> and then when we move away from the spinach then we have our sailor accessories, which is a compass and a spyglass. And yes. these are kind of like gold and, you know, they're, they're pretty basic. They're not, uh, I'm sad to report that the spyglass does not actually function. No, uh, I did the same it, thing. While you were chatting, I was like, can I see through this? Is that going to be like some, <laughs> oh my God, you can see through it. Yeah. H- however, yeah. the compass does close. It, I thought you were going to it say has a, the compass works. The compass that has a little amazing. hinge, and and you can actually fold the cover closed oh on the uh, on the compass. Amazing! It's amazing. It's so cool! It's and the amazing. Actual, oh, shoot! Oh, and and the actual inside of the compass is pretty detailed as well. Cool. Yeah, they certainly scroll. I mean, when you close up the compass, the cover actually has um, some nice little sort of detail and engraved on it. There's a little anchor, um, and and it shows um, you know metal wear. Uh, as well, so that's all, all really sort of nice. And I don't know about yours now. I don't know if this is intentional or maybe it's me, but the the spyglass mine has like a little bit of a bend in it. Like it's not perfectly straight. So I don't know whether that was intentional or not. Or I'm just going to say that it adds to the character. But the spyglass sure. closes. Notice how you can push the spyglass it in. It does too. That is and freaking amazing. Yeah. I. You can wow. actually, yeah, reduce the size of it by pushing uh, pushing it in. So that is so that, wow. Yes, and then I wonder if it does work, and it's just because our our eyes. Yeah, are really amazing. Uh, maybe we need a young person to review it. Well, I'll give it to. I'll ask one of my rabbits. <laughs> That's right. What can you see there, Oliver? Uh, these pipes. Wow, this is just crazy. So I just looked at these accessories and I just thought, wow, Scotty has actually already lost his in the mail. Like this is <laughs> ridiculous. We, we've got these six pipes and they come with their own little plastic holder, uh, which is incredibly delicate as well. So, yes. you know, even as you're taking the little cover off, uh, you can feel these pipes rattling around in their little yep. indentations. And the, the pipes are so tiny. The, the, the stems are, are like a pin um, diameter, like they're tiny. And so... Uh, you're just it, it, pushing it into the hole. Um, I, I was actually quite impressed at, you know, once I started pushing it in. Now, they do go in at an angle, 
So keep that in mind if you do try to shove the old corn cob pipe in there that you don't um, you try and match the angle that they've got in uh, in some of the reference material because um, if uh, I think if you give it that little bit too much force, you you know you're going to be down to two rather yeah, than three. The particular one, I would say. I, I yes. just chose the pipe I wanted and immediately covered the rest up because it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and this exactly is the, the fact that yeah, this comes in a um, you know, something that you can all put back together. It's fine. Um, this is the thing that that drives me crazy about the Batman animated figures from DC Collectibles is that they've got accessories this small and sometimes a lot of them, and nothing to store them in. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, actually, absolutely. that's not true. They do actually come with like a little. Oh, they don't. What am I talking about? Um, that, that some of them come with you know, maybe a little bit of like that sort of plastic casing thing for some of them, but there's a hell of a lot of stuff to look after that is for sure and unlike the mezca figures they do not come with a complimentary plastic bag oh how rude (laughs) how rude how rude rude. um yes now uh we mentioned that he comes with six pipes you do actually get uh i think we did mention that three of them are unlit and and three of them are lit now uh, here's another little bit of trivia, and that is that um, since the mid-70s, um, there has only been a very, very small handful of times that Popeye has actually been shown smoking his pipe. Mm. So they obviously decided, yeah, at a particular point in time that it wasn't uh, wasn't a good influence, and so uh, there's been any number of other things that his pipes have done from jet engines to, you know, cutting torches, and, you know, he seems to just use it to do his trademark toot-toot before he, uh, before he whoops some ass. Um, mm. So, yes, the it's hard to say whether this – I'm assuming, you know, this is just kind of – air coming out of the pipe you know it's that that puff of puff of smoke um that comes out you know when he does do his toot toot so whether it's you know tobacco smoke or something else it's yeah your choice i guess so (laughs) um that leaves us what with two accessories uh one is the duffel bag which uh i think i don't have any other figures with something like this (laughs) i find this amazing Uh, i i I love it it's it's a miniature duffel bag um Duffles. It duffles. Yeah, it is so cool. It's great. It's got the little eyelets around the top yeah. with a string threaded through, and you can uh, you can pull that tight uh, if you want to. It's nicely weathered too. I notice there's um, you know a little bit of um, uh, weathering around the top and the bottom, a bit of brown, you know, to sort of show uh, some wear uh, with his name stenciled on the side. So that's pretty neat. I haven't actually bothered to sort of fill it up with um, with anything in particular. Um, and what does that leave? The uh, the pea coat, which the peacoat. I haven't even yep. attempted to put on. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, to I be honest, thinking it could yeah, go in the it doesn't bag. work for me. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, it could. I, I think if you are one of those people, um, you could probably try and you know stuff some of those regular things like the the spyglass, um, the 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 compass, and and the spinach, um, and it actually makes for a, a nifty little holder that you can kind of sling over his shoulder and know where they are without having to sort of constantly go in and out of this packaging, which is quite neat. Um, the the pea coat is a lot of fun. Um, I took mine out and had a bit of a look at it and went, yep, this is great, and put it back. But um, for me, it's it's not something I kind of associate uh, with Popeye, so it, it's a nice little no. inclusion. 
not something that I'll, I'll bother to use. So, um, and you know what? The, the whole time that we've been chatting, um, I've been playing with him and I've been picking him up and, and putting him down and picking him up and putting him down. Uh, he hasn't fallen over once. So yeah, no, he's it's beautiful. He's very, very sturdy. Those big shoes do wonders. A um, couple of foot pegs in the bottom there for those of you who, uh, you know, want to use the, the stand that comes. And fortunately, hooray, the gigantic Mezco stand that is the, the size of a, a small <laughs> dinner plate yes. um, doesn't have the word Popeye stenciled all over it. It just has a, a nicely weathered anchor, um, which is almost, you know, borderline realistic uh, as opposed to, I mean, you know, honestly, if, if people have to ask you who that is, then, you know, you probably don't want them in your house because you're about to be murdered. So, mm, mm, mm. so you know, in terms of the Popeye iconography we've definitely kind of hit all the kind of key points here a little yes. disappointed we didn't get a wiffle hen that would have been um, <laughs> pretty cool well, was the was, source of his power until he until the, the, the spinach took over that's right you rub the head of the wiffle hen and you are i, I don't know why that didn't take off um, <laughs> what was, now, what, now this has gone way back because olive had an older brother Castor oil, castor oil, yeah, castor oil, yep. yes, and he was yep. the my, he was the uh, the owner of the Wiffle Hens, wasn't he, or the or Bernice, you know, Bernice the Wiffle Hen, um, yeah, the, the kind of main one. So that's a, but that's gone way back. That's gone way back. Yeah, he Castor hasn't sort of appeared. My understanding no. is he hasn't really sort of shown up a whole lot in in recent years. Um, because Popeye's in still in syndication where they're reprinting. Um, reprinting dailies, but um, I think High Eisman, who hopefully I hope I don't speak ill uh, of anyone, High uh, Eisman was a cartoonist who was doing the Sunday strips, um, and, and he was doing them into his early nineties. So he, he might even still be doing them now in, in, in his 90s. And uh, given that he writes and draws, um, my understanding is that, that poor old Castro hasn't been seen for for a while. He was in the movie. He was in the Robin Williams movie. But yes, yes, indeed. The, but I think they – I mean, obviously there was a lot of change there because I'm pretty sure he was the, like a younger brother in the, the movie. But I don't know that he was ever in cartoons or anything like the um, – I think Olive is the only – Member of the oil family that got any um, longevity. Yes. So look, you know, this this is where I, I stop and go. Gosh, you know, if we if we don't get you know Brutus slash Bluto, um, it, it really will be a crime. Uh, you know, to not have him to partner up with Popeye. And this is always one of those fears that you have that they uh, they bring out you know one figure and, and they don't do anyone else and you know we've seen this time and time again i think hot toys are notorious uh, for doing it in their one six scale line they, yeah. you know they'll bring out arnold schwarzenegger you know from predator and then they won't do any of the other crew they'll bring out barney ross you know played by sylvester stallone in the expendables and then they don't do anyone else uh, mm. which is kind of infuriating i think um they did brad pitt from um um Inglorious Bastards, and then didn't bother doing anyone else. So he's hoping that you know the sellout of this figure is is really you know ringing with um, the Mezco execs, and, uh, and and that sort of pushes Bluto up the 
up the chain for a possible release. Brutus. And you, you, you'd, you'd want Bluto before Olive? Uh, definitely, yeah. I don't think okay. I'd even bother getting Olive. That would feel, I don't know. Wow. So, I mean, Bluto, Bluto, Brutus, I mean, I don't know who. I get I get confused there, so um, where they're currently at. Because apparently when the cartoon finished and they wanted to start doing other Popeye-related material, they thought Bluto was still copyright to the company that was doing the animation, the former Fleischer oh. studio, and they went, oh, well, because he was copyrighted with them, we can't use Bluto. So, hey, let's just you know bring in a similar character and call him Brutus. And then, of course, it turns out they didn't have the rights uh, to Bluto. So then it was kind of like, oh, well, it's too late now. Let's just keep going. So yeah, it's one of those, yeah, awkward. <laughs> there you go. Pop- Popeye 101. So. That's right. There's all your um, Popeye history you ever needed to know and more. <laughs> the right. It's very cool. Well, you know, yeah. I think it, it will be interesting. The I don't think that the Mezco stuff is about like a completion of stuff. Um, I've been quite interested to see that, you know, they did, uh, you know, they, they haven't done a complete um, Star Trek original series crew, for example. I don't oh, know. True, yeah. You know, yeah. Like that, that sort of stuff. I don't know. I don't know whether that's because it didn't sell, which I'd be surprised or, or what, but the, but I did notice that the original Ghostbusters are coming as a, as a set, um, yes. which I think is wise. Like, you know, that's a, a good way to kind of make sure that they all get out there. Um, yes. So, yeah, it will be interesting. I, I don't know that I would actually go further than Popeye, though, like just in terms of my my need. Although, I don't know, Bluto is really cool. I'd probably buy him. <laughs> I would, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd, I'd also be happy to stop there, I think. Um, and I – look, if – if Popeye sells, uh, I don't expect Diabolique to do a- as well as Popeye. But then again, you've got the international market. Diabolique is huge in, mm-hmm. in Europe, um, and there's not an, an extensive cast to do there. Uh, and so then you really think those pulp characters would uh, be ripe then, because you don't have that that huge sort of supporting cast. It's you know it's obviously uh, the Shadow, Doc Savage, you know even Tarzan and Conan um, to a certain extent. Um, would would be sort of easy, Look, easy do. You know, that, if you were- sorry, I, I think that these guys have hit on something really clever because a bit in the same way that the Funko stuff has people that collect it because they collect the line or collect toys, and then people that will buy it because they love a particular property or character. The the breadth. Um, with which they have taken to this line. I think, you know, because you've got comic stuff, you've got uh, superhero movie stuff, you've got A Clockwork Orange, and you've got all kinds of mm, stuff that mm. has come into this for people that, you know, and characters like Popeye, like the Clockwork Orange stuff, etc., would bring in people that wouldn't collect the line or be interested in it on a, a bigger scale, but go, Oh my gosh, I have to have that Popeye. I have yeah. to have that, you know, like, and that that's really smart. And you can do your, you can do your market research pretty easily as well in terms of, well, yes. you know, what, what sells 
uh, versus how much does the license cost, etc., to work out what you can make money from. So, um, absolutely, yeah, it's super. And and the the quality, you know, for me, it's not that that oh wow, it's Popeye. It's more like you know, I like this line. I know it's good quality. And that Popeye looks really good, um, and 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 also because it isn't something where it's part of a huge universe that I don't want to start collecting. That I'm like, oh yeah, I'd buy that. Like you know, I'd buy a Space Ghost or whatever. I haven't actually picked that up, but I, if I saw that on sale or something, I I would buy that because I just think that's so cool. Like, yeah, um, you know, and that that is super fun, super fun. And then you know, you've got your uh, movie movie fans as well um whether it's a your superhero films or another sort of property they're just they're killing it absolutely yep 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 this is uh yeah i mean we don't do dolly ratings as part of uh, uh as as part of toy breakdowns but i think it's pretty obvious <laughs> yeah. what we're feeling in the in this space it's um oh, I, I amazing. Love, yeah I, I love that uh Something that makes you buy it, even though you're not a diehard fan of the character. That is, you know, and there's things that you that you own like that because you own the line. But then there's things like that that you just look at and go, you know what? I I really need to to grab that. Um, <laughs> and it's you know it's good. I I um some of the things like the horror line with you know they did. They've done Jason. They've done you know Freddy, Ash, etc. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think those are are really cool as well. That's a different subset of fans and and collectors. It's, it's very very smart. I think they have also started to. Oh, what's the word? I'm 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 tired. They they've started to shorten the gap between announcement and release for some of these as well, which is important because they did kind of hit a yes. backlog there for yes. a while where it was starting to get a little bit like, Mm-mm. but we, yes. we seem to have uh, a bit of less of a lead time now, which is, which is a good thing. Yes. No, no exaggeration. I've been waiting for my uh, classic Iron Man for 37 years. So it uh, just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Like it's just, you know, almost laughable now. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, yeah. you kind of have to think maybe something's gone awry there. Yeah. A few people starting to, to get theirs now. So hopefully that means oh, okay. they're, yeah, I did uh, think they're in, was out. in yeah. yeah, they're in shipping containers and probably uh, nearly here now. Nearly here. So, yes. Very yes. good. Very good. Well, Outstanding, love it. Um, really digging this line. Just hoping that it is the start of uh, some really awesome stuff. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, I think we have uh, waxed a lyrical uh, for <laughs> about that one for about as long as we can. Like that was yeah. uh, that was fun. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's really hard to uh, it's it's really hard to sort of pick it a, apart. You know, a few little niggles, but just. Amazing, just amazing. Yeah. All right, you, we're going to take a break. Yeah, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll put in a nifty little soundbite here, and uh, we'll come on back and wrap up the show. 
If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon to get your copy of X heroes for free and start your 30 day trial or find another book to start your audible journey. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash AF blues. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners we'd like to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. Alternatively, you can catch us on Facebook. You can catch us on our Facebook collectors group. Uh, but in the meantime, Mr. Scotty, you do have feedback. I do, and this actually comes from our uh, Action Figure Blues collector community on Facebook. Join in, you're missing out. This is from Kevin Griffin, and he is commenting on our 2018 year in review episode. And he says, I totally agree. And Kevin is a big Joker collector, by the way, as you can see from photos in the in the group. And he says, I totally agree with the year in review episode that the DC Collectibles Joker Expressions pack that's from the Batman animated line was one of the most fun releases of the year. But I disagree and think that the Tiki's Joker is pretty neat as well. <laughs> Thanks for all the work you guys put into the show, Kevin. You're wrong. Um, the no, no, I, it's kind, it's kind of cheating because the uh, J- Joker is probably the only character where you can kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that because he's goofy anyway. But you got him, and and yeah, we did have a bit of a discussion there, and Kevin did agree that all the rest of them besides <laughs> Joker are pretty. Um, Gross. Uh, uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Very yeah, good. it's um, I, you know, it's interesting. And I, if I had the energy, or we got another intern, um, <laughs> kind of looking at the number of lines that that Funko has pushed out, and <laughs> you know, and and and, uh, which again, I think it's great. I think that the fact that they can innovate, they can do different things, is cool. And I'm sure that there is a market for that or whatever, but I'm also allowed to think that they're just hideous. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, if because the, to me, they're kind of up there with like blamoids. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, remember that? Like, I just, oh, like, I do. That was, yeah. Like, but I, <laughs> you know, and I always come back to there were meetings about this. And yes. you know, somebody said, I know, let's do like super heroes, but like as tiki's. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, let's do this, and they they've got no faces, and we'll call them blamwades because you know, hemorrhoids is catchy, right? Yeah, so that'll, yeah, yeah. Blamwoid, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I feel sorry for the people in the factory painting, uh, you know, painting the tiki's, <laughs> just oh, yeah, doing it all day long, looking at these things like, what am I doing with my life? Ah, oh, all right. Well, on that note, as we uh, choose to mock people's, uh, you know, source of income. Yes. Yeah. 
we're going to close out the show now. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and we shall yeah, catch you next week. We're going to close out the show and feel guilty and question our own life choices. <laughs> Bye. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Do you, uh, this is a friend's reference, right? I don't know. Are you good with your friend's references? Okay, obviously, friends is a really objectionable and sensitive topic for you, and I didn't mean to raise it. Please don't go away. Grr. Did you drop out there for a moment, or what? No, no, I was actually on mute. Oh. <laughs>